Hey everyone, Pete here. Just to let you know that this episode is actually the second half of a longer episode that we recorded and decided to split in half in the edit. It's all about our WordPress 2023 SEO stack. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about themes and external software. But if you haven't checked out the first episode that's about plugins, make sure you pop back to the previous episode and listen to that too. Welcome to the WP SEO Show, brought to you by SEO Hive, your proactive white label SEO partner. The WP SEO Show is all about talking WordPress and SEO from optimizations, structures, setups, and plugins. We explore how to make your WordPress website perform better in the search engines. Here are your hosts, Pete Everett and Jeff Patch. Now, we didn't talk about this before the show, Jen, but maybe one thing we should touch on is themes. So uh, I know you're you're a big Cadence user. Um, I'm a big Beaver Builder user, but because Beaver Builder is not a theme, I actually use um, the Page Builder theme um, from David Von Grease. Isn't it called the WP Page? Uh, page Builder Framework. Page Builder Framework, that's the one. Um, so I'm I'm very much an advocate of that. Again, we get exceptionally good results from it. I know you use Cadence. I tried Oxygen. I wanted to like Oxygen, but I didn't get on with it. I, and and I'm not a massive fan of breakdance either. I suppose one of the advantages of doing what we do is we get to see the back ends of lots of WordPress websites and how yeah. people, how people build them. Um, but yeah, just just your thoughts thoughts on themes. <clears throat> what do you think? Yeah. You know, I've yet to deal with um, <clears throat> breakdance or bricks or, or some of those. A lot of people talk about them. Um, oxygen is kind of what turned me off from testing out too many themes. <laughs> and I say this knowing my inbox is going to just blow up, right? Like, I don't know. I don't want to make false accusations, but I played with oxygen. We had a, a a, a task that came through our desk or something like that. It was the first time I got to play with it, and it's fine. For, for, for me, for our team of WordPress developers, we felt like we were talking about earlier. Well, okay, changing the interface on us, that's, that's not fun. But beyond that, it was fun. You know what I mean? Everything was kind of like, each block was like hard code. It was like all HTML code. There's tons of code going on everywhere. And there, with that, there's a lot of power. But also, uh, it's, it was so daunting to edit and things like that. And I mentioned something like that on a Facebook post, and I got probably 20 private messages from people telling me how wrong I was and that I need to use their affiliate link to buy it. And I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I, I've heard great things from a lot of developers and stuff like that. Maybe it can allow you to do things. For our business, the way we build sites, the way we maintain sites, and things, it's, it's just not necessary. So... Um, going back to what you said, you, you said you like Beaver Builder. I like Cadence. I love Beaver Builder. I just want to clarify. I've, I've, I'm a huge fan of the Beaver Builder, um, the theme, the theme is basically just a starter thing, but the, the plugin too, the page builder is fantastic. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it almost feels a little dated these days, but that's because they're just never, they're never really like pushing 
the the bar the line forward you know what i mean they're just like yeah this works let's make something that works that's stable that can do what you need to do you know occasionally you'll need to use a little html or css but you know when don't you um yeah i love i love uh, beaver builder the reason i started using the cadence theme was because it's much like the beaver builder theme it's kind of a starter theme it really doesn't have anything to it other than the ability to customize every type of link and WordPress, you know, aspect of WordPress, like, you know, your footers, your archives, your WooCommerce templates. I mean, you can just do so much in the customizer and being able to do that rather than having to code a custom theme just makes your business so much more efficient. Um, there's obviously still plenty of reasons why you need something fully custom or, you know, more flexible like oxygen or, you know, um, like we're not even using page builders anymore for most of our builds these days. Like unless the, the client has a specific need, we just, we use cadence, sometimes Astra, which again, they're all so similar at this stage. Um, <laughs> and, and they just, they all work with the page builder you use, whether that's Gutenberg, the you know, block editor or you know, element or any of them, they, they, they work very well these days. Um, the big thing is having a theme that doesn't add all kinds of crud. You know, let me customize things, get the rest of it out. You know, like if you ever look at pretty much any any theme forest theme, and you go to their options page, and I mean they try to, you know, they try to include every possible thing you could ever think of doing in there, and it just gives, becomes a bloated mess, bloated, yeah. bloated, bloated mess. Yeah. So I, as I say, that's that's. Yeah, uh, that, that that's our stack. Of, my, my stack of choice is Beaver Builder and Beaver Thema. The thing I didn't like, another thing I didn't like about Oxygen, I, I come from a development background, so the whole losing a theme thing and having to build it all as your own plugin in order to, to make it work, that didn't phase me at all. I was happy with that. The thing that I didn't like was that... So Beaver Builder, the Beaver Builder, the core plugin, is is great. It comes alive with the Beaver theme or add-on. So, okay, that's two plugins, but they're from the same developer, and they they very much sit hand in hand. The support for both of them is exceptional. So, you with the two of them, you get a complete product. And short of coding in extra things that you might inject through short codes, we didn't need anything else. Sliders are there, carousels are there. Um, uh, things like uh, masonry grid layouts are there. It's it's all there. You you just you you style it and you tag up the right images or custom fields and, and off you go. And um, the thing I didn't like about Oxygen was that then all of these Oxygen gurus that appeared within five minutes of Oxygen being launched then had their own suite of additional plugins that they wanted in or, or used in order to either change the way that Oxygen looked or worked in the back end or to add extra functionality. So all of a sudden, I didn't just have two plugins from the same developer. I'd have four or five plugins from four or five different developers, all with annual subscriptions, just to get to the same result that I've got from Beaver Builder with one subscription with two plugins in it from the same place. Do you see what I mean? I just... yeah. It was becoming needlessly complicated and needlessly expensive for something that actually wasn't solving a problem I had because I'm still getting the performance out of Beaver Builder. And you're dead right. It hasn't, the interface hasn't particularly changed since I started using it in 2016, but it, it just damn well works. That's the, that's the top and the bottom of it. And I'm a great believer. Like we've said through this whole thing, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
So yeah, yeah. The the fact that uh, you you're like you use cadence, like it, it kind of it, it. I find it amusing. You're like that's what you use. I'm like no, I'll use the best tool for the job, but more often than not, it's cadence. But to be honest. It's just because I got distracted one day. You know what I mean? I could still be with Beaver Builder and, and be perfectly happy. Uh, I, I will say like, we're, we're kind of venturing away from you know the WP SEO show with all this, but client, it, more often than not, I'm finding end user low-tech clients, right? Our, our plumbers that we're building websites for and then handing them the keys to. I find they're just more comfortable in the standard WordPress block editor. Yeah, developers hate it. You know, all of our professional in the in the in the WordPress industry hate it. <laughs> you know, some some of them are coming along. I find it pretty good now, but it, it, the client it's just work. It, it's sending. Why change the interface? You know, I I can't imagine in this day and age giving um, an end user client the blank um, uh, classic editor and expecting them to format their text and line up images yeah. and stuff with that. I mean, it's just nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's that's another good point. So another thing that Beaver Builder works really well with is the ACF uh, flexible content field. Mm-hmm. And that, that so, I mean, that does kind of ebb more towards the classic editor than the block builder. But actually, the number of options you can give clients in that is is untrue. Uh, maybe, maybe we yeah. should do a walkthrough of, of how that, how we make that work one day. That'd be quite, that'd be quite cool. Um. But hey ho, right? So we've we've covered plugins, we've covered some thoughts on themes, and I'm sure there's loads of loads of uh, different opinions on this that people may have. And feel free to get in touch with us with those. I, I'm really tempted by Bricks. I do want to try Bricks. I haven't yet dabbled with that. I must admit, I might I might download it, and I know you got to pay for it, but I might download it and have a play. I, I am sort of interested in that. I, I wish, Pete, let me just tell you, I wish I was in a situation where I could just play with the tools all the time again. I mean, <laughs> I, it's, like, it, it, it's, it's funny because now I've got the budget to be able to like buy tools and stuff like that. Like, Ooh, let's test this out on AppSumo or whatever, you know, whether it's AppSumo or deal, like, I, like I could buy it now. I don't know the time to deal with them all, you know? I know. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. When I so, when I see somebody saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about testing this out," I'm thinking, "Well, what's broke with your what you're doing now? You know, what's, is there something wrong? Are you improving on it? Is that the best use of your time?" I know, I know, and ultimately, that's that's what it comes down to, and ultimately, why I stick with Beaver Builder because I know that if I'm going to change, I did try Oxygen. My actual personal brand website is built in Oxygen, and I'm thinking of rebuilding it back in Beaver Builder, but the um, the the, you, the the thing is, if I'm to take on a new theme, something that's that core to what I'm delivering as an agency, I'm going to need to test it thoroughly. I need to have some side projects to put it on, or maybe even do some some I don't know some um uh, like free work for maybe some charity clients or something in order to to actually put test these things in a production environment. And then it, it's going to be a six month stretch of work between now and actually switching making the change to that whatever that new tool is and do i really want to take that on to find out halfway through that that it's not good in a production environment or it's not going to fit in with what we do when i've got a perfectly good tool that's just working at the minute just doesn't make a lot of sense for me to make that leap unless there's a proper business case for me to do it i'm not call me cautious 
I'm not the type of person that would just take on a new tool and fling it straight onto a production website without any idea of what the support level is going to be like, how it's going to interact. I need to understand it. And that is ultimately why I, I'm still with Beaver Builder, generally speaking. Yeah. It has proven time and time and get, uh, you know, that it's, like you said, the support, it's been stable. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think as we come into a close, I think that really kind of, we've covered themes, we've covered plugins, that kind of covers off our WordPress SEO stack. But just as we maybe come into land with this episode, there are just uh, three or four more tools that we do use quite regularly that uh, on sites, but they're, they're maybe, they're outside the WordPress infrastructure. Um, the first of those is all of our data is powered through SEMrush. Um, we may have some Ahrefs fans listening to the show. That's absolutely fine if, if you are one of those. I prefer, we prefer SEMrush. We recently, well, I won't name the other tool, we recently looked at whether we could move away from SEMrush. Um, and we did some benchmarking of some health audits between the SEMrush to, uh, auditor and uh, this other supplier. And they were way off. They, they there was a whole load of false positives in the other the other suppliers' reports, um, and we just couldn't trust them. So we didn't move. We didn't explore that any further. We uh, we stuck with with SEMrush. SEMrush obviously has a whole suite of stuff. But yeah, and it's always it's always growing. Um, I as the guy who pays the bills in our business, I want to move away from SEMrush so bad. <laughs> like, let me just make that very clear. I, this is true. It's it, SEMrush is. It, it, I'm pretty sure it's by far our largest expense of software. So, software any, expense, yeah. Yeah, software, is. anything like that, and it's and it's not even close to anything. It is so expensive. <laughs> and I hasten to add this: although you pay the bill, the account is my old account that I had from when I ran a freelance business, which I started. Four years before I started my agency, which I started three and a half years before we started SEO Hive. So this account has been in existence for well over a decade. And we have a really good grandfathered price. Some, yeah, absolutely. I even emailed them about 18 months ago and said, look, this is my account. I'm, I just want to check that I'm on the best deal with you because we do, we do have a large account with them. I know that when we are on one of their higher plans. And the guy came back to me and said, like, dude, yeah, if you if you wanted to be on, like, if you wanted this plan on our current prices, it would be nearly $2,000 a month. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay where I am. Thanks. We'll see you later. <laughs> I, I think his exact reply was, ha, 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 or something along those lines. And I just went, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, but, yeah, so we, we were just testing some other things. And I, I, I don't want to say the name either because it actually – well, we tested a couple of them, actually, if you remember, but they were we all did. good. They were all very good, but the description, the data didn't line up. Um, we couldn't rely on it. I mean, you know, some of these things are arbitrary, and it's in fact, it's possible that the SEM rush data is imperfect in a sense in some in some cases. Um, you know, these are these are taking large amounts of data and making you know analysis on that. Um, but yeah, we just we just couldn't find anything that was reliable uh, to, to use nope. it to scale that we're using it. So it nope. may not be the best fit for you, uh, for everybody else. And in fact, we probably, we probably could give a few of those other ones that we've tested and like, doesn't, I don't want to say which ones we don't cause, cause we like them all. If, if budget is a situation, yeah, I would love to use SE ranking. Yep. yep. If I was a smaller, 
handful. I don't I don't know what their pricing is exactly, but if I had five or six websites I was taking care of, I'd probably be using SE Ranker. Yeah, well, so interestingly, when when I've been uh, running courses and stuff, and we've been talking about keyword research and that kind of thing, I've often pushed mangles. We seem to have got very good. Um, consistent data and consistent against a more expensive tool like SEMrush data from Mangles as well. Now, Mangles doesn't do everything that SEMrush does, and I don't think it runs a site audit the same. I think you'd need an SE ranking or something like that to to fill that part of it. But in terms of keyword research, uh, link mining, I'm trying to think what the tools are off the top of my head now. I can't honestly remember, but there's the four or five tools. They... um, uh, yeah, uh, Mangles is certainly a very good low-cost alternative to to cover part of the SAM Rush function. Yeah, the tools they have are fantastic. They unfortunately don't cover everything we need to use in our agency, but we do. But but to be clear, we do pay for Mangles. It's it's a great service. They have a lot of yep. really good. Um, I think most of our keyword research, we get most of our data through all that, and it's 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 mind blowing for for somebody that can get quickly overwhelmed by data i get quickly overwhelmed in there but it's all good stuff it actually i I, let me be fair it's there's a lot and i personally get overwhelmed with that stuff mangles actually makes it pretty digestible for me that's that's exactly the point i was going to make actually one of the things that i think mangles does really well if you look at the if you look at the look at the thing like the back end of sem rush or something like that it reminds me a bit of like the home depot website it's it's kind of it's very functional it's there's a whole load of stuff there the information is like in your face but you it's not pretty it's not it's not formatted you know, you, you need to know what you're looking at to not be overwhelmed. Whereas you look at the Mangles dashboard, and you know what? They actually do a really good job. They do this, like, dual screen layout if you're on desktop. So it's it's not like tables that are full width that with rows that you have to turn your head to read. They they condense it really nicely. And, yeah, from a UX point of view, Mangles is, is, is fantastic for that, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, they, um, they spared no expense when they hired a ux designer or consultant it is a fantastic interface yeah so just just moving on to another tool we use that doesn't have a fantastic interface but does give very good data uh, is gt metrics um because again it's an app description yeah yeah i uh, why why it doesn't know that i'm not in vancouver every time i want to run a test is slightly beyond me I, I know. Why is Vancouver their default search location? Like, I yeah, love Vancouver. I'm, I used to live near Vancouver. Love Vancouver. <laughs> love you guys. But I, why is it the default search location? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. So that that's that's awesome for running the core web vital stuff. Uh, absolutely. And the speed test. Pingdom is also good. Uh, tools.pingdom.com for for um, speed waterfalls and that kind of thing. But GT, I like the way GT Metrics uh, gives you the core web vital stuff, uh, which pingdom doesn't do you know pingdom is literally a speed test hey this is how fast it loads and this is the order it loaded in um whereas gt metrics does does work alongside the the six core web vitals um yeah yeah gt metrics now i I didn't i wasn't a big fan a couple years ago of it um as a developer probably because it gave you such like so much overwhelming information about things you just couldn't fix in a wordpress site so you're like i don't want to know about it and we would have like seo guys you know be hey fix this (laughs) can't you know it's gonna cost like you know five grand just to rebuild the theme to fix that problem but you know th- <laughs> things have changed a bit um but yeah they show you you know they give you i think the lighthouse the you know the waterfall everything um i should it, so when i wasn't loving gt metrics i was always using tools.pingdom.com i think that's a great quick speed test and i highly recommend that for a quick free one 
GT metrics now we pay for. So I'm realizing that my perspective might be a little bit skewed, but we only pay, I want to say like $14 a month. And, yep. and that gives us, you know, hundreds of tests every month that we can do like over and over. I think again. it's so less even, than that. I think it's $10 a month. Is it? It might be. It might be. I'm, I'm uh, it's really right now. See the billing. <laughs> so like I said earlier, cause I like to put myself in, in our customers, you know, we, we, we do white label. So we know what it's like to be an agency of, you know, maybe a dozen employees. And we know what it's like to be a freelancer where you're all by yourself. Right. And $10 a month can be a bit of a cost, uh, you know, for, for, for some businesses, but I think you get the info you get, if you're working on performance optimizations, with you metrics for, you know 10, what, 14, we were both 20, wrong. whatever it is. What we is were it? both wrong. It's $13 a month. <laughs> $13 a month. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. You get tons of info. But, yeah, if you're a free one, tools.pingdom.com. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final the final tool that I I will mention, although I have already mentioned it, actually, is, is InLinks, which is technically an off-site solution. It helps. It helps uh, InLinks does two things. First is it does help build internal links, which is really what it was designed for in the first instance. It does that through, you put a little uh, JavaScript code on the site, and, and it's doing all that kind of stuff in the browser, which... Um, but it, it does all get indexed as well, which is, is quite cool. Uh, and uh, But the other thing it does is it does help with keyword research and helps you formulate keyword clusters and content briefs. So if you are looking at um, a content strategy, developing a content strategy for a client, then InLinks will give you that data as well. It does, from memory, have like a, an editor that you can write in, but it, in all honesty, there's, there's better better editors and content assessment tools and stuff out there actually the final tool i am going to mention and i know i said the last one was the final but the one that I, our content team use over and over again is surfer seo um that is absolutely insane what surfer does is it surfer does can get quite expensive and actually my take on it is it's not worth paying for the ai tool that's in surfer because that the credits for that are just insane you may as well pay for the 20 dollars for chat gpt um and then and then use you, you know, just copy and paste the stuff over. But the what Surfer does is you put in a keyword that you're trying to uh, write a piece of copy for. It then gives you the brief for uh, compared against the top 10 results that are ranking already for that term. So, of course, it moves every day. And the AI tool working to scrape the top 10 is fantastic. So it gives you things like how long a piece of content should be, how many titles you should have, how many images you should have, how many paragraphs you should have, uh, what other keywords are being used in other content on, uh, what other keywords are being used in the content in the top 10, um, where you could get internal links from, where you could get external links from. It just has, it literally is like writing content by numbers, SEO content by numbers. It is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well. I, I wish it was as easy as just filling in the blank. I mean, you say it by numbers. I, I <laughs> granted, but it, I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, granted, I don't use it day in and day out for that purpose. If it was that easy, it might. But no, it, it is. Yeah. It is a good tool. I'm just, I'm just having a laugh about that. But, but it is a good tool. I wanted, I wanted to circle back real fast to InLeaks because I have to be honest, I am not nearly as familiar with it as as you are. I just particularly haven't had many, you know, or really any needs for it but if memory serves i worked with in links you like and i'm talking like over a decade ago on a blog i used to have a travel blog and they approached me and were like hey 
um, we do, you know, link placements. You put this little JavaScript in and we will automatically link a word to one of the sites in our network and we pay you like $10 a month or something like that. And as a blogger, I was like, yes, $10 a month for every link you want to interject or inject into my site. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I made it. Uh, and then I remember like going back like five years later and seeing like all these little blue underlined words all over the side. I'm like, let me undo that plugin because I don't remember <laughs> getting paid from that, or maybe I was, or maybe I wasn't. It, it might be a totally different company or service, so I I, I don't remember. But that, that was well over a decade ago. But so when you as soon as you said links, I was like. I feel spammy, but I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not, no, we're not. a lot. <laughs> we're not. It's uh, it's not for the uh, it's not for the um, it doesn't do the external links anymore. I I can't honestly remember it doing the external links. So maybe you were using it before me, or maybe it was a different service just with the same name, I guess. But uh, it's yeah, it's it own purely does internal link building right now, which is which is cool. Yeah, it created so, like one of those private blog networks. Essentially, is what it was doing. Yeah. And, a strategy that worked once upon a time. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> once upon a time in WordPress. Anyway, I realize this show's been like an hour now, which is uh, insane. We didn't plan on it being that long um, at all. But yeah, hopefully, if you're still with us, you found some value in this. And, Thank you, Mom um, and Dad, for still listening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our, our other our other listener will be celebrating with you. And um, uh, yeah, just uh, it, it's. The show notes will be linked uh, somewhere around the podcast. Links to all of these tools will be in there. But that wraps up our WordPress SEO stack for 2023. Yeah, that was fun. Cool. Have a good one, and we'll see you next in the next episode. The WP SEO Show is brought to you by SEO Hive, your agency's proactive white-label SEO partner. We understand that finding a reliable SEO supplier is key to ensuring you build stable monthly recurring revenue into your digital agency. At SEO Hive, we have a suite of products that will help you sell, scale and deliver your monthly SEO retainers, from our scout reports and one-off technical boosters, to our flagship local SEO and honeypot plans, all of which have clear pricing and monthly deliverables. If you want to explore how SEO Hive can help your agency deliver high quality and reliable SEO agreements for your clients, you can find more information at seohive.co and schedule a call to discuss the next steps.